Today's podcast of In Conversation with God on the Relevant Radio app is brought to you by ScepterPublishers.org. Scepter Publishers brings you the finest in Catholic spiritual reading. For more information, go to ScepterPublishers.org. Today's reading from In Conversation with God is for Monday of the second week of Advent. The topic is Apostolate of Confession. Part 1. The greatest good that we can do our friends, taking them to the sacrament of penance. Stir up your power, O Lord, and come to our help with mighty strength, that what our sins impede, the grace of your mercy may hasten. This liturgical prayer, with which we begin our conversation with God, speaks of proclaiming the coming of Jesus by asking pardon for sins. We hear in the first reading of the Mass from the prophet Isaiah, Strengthen all weary hands, steady all trembling knees, and say to all faint hearts, Courage, do not be afraid. God himself is coming to save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, the ears of the deaf unsealed. Then shall the lame leap like the deer, and the tongues of the dumb sing for joy. For water gushes in the desert, streams flow in the wasteland. The scorched earth becomes a lake, the parched land revives with springs of water. Our Lord has brought with him everything good. The Messiah is very close to us, and during these days of Advent, we should get ready to receive him in a new way when Christmas comes. During these days, Jesus says in a special manner, Strengthen all weary hands, steady all trembling knees, and say to all faint hearts, Courage, do not be afraid. Every day we meet friends, colleagues, relatives, who have lost their sense of what is most essential to their very existence. They feel unable to go towards our Lord, and they walk along the paths of life as though paralyzed because they have lost hope. We have to show them the way to the humble cave in Bethlehem. There they will find the meaning of their lives. To do this, we have to know the way ourselves. We must have interior life. We have to talk to Jesus and strive ourselves to improve in those very things in which our friends have to improve. We must have an unshakable hope in the supernatural means. Prayer, mortification, and good example will always form the basis of the Christian apostolate. The more petition for others is backed by the sanctity of the suppliant, the more certain it is to be answered. Apostolate springs from a great love for Christ. In many cases, bringing our friends closer to Christ means taking them to receive the sacrament of penance, one of the greatest treasures our Lord has left to His church. Perhaps no way of helping friends is as great as making it easy for them to go to confession. Sometimes we will have to help them with tact and kindness, make a good examination of conscience. Sometimes we will accompany them to the place where confessions are being heard. At other times, again, a word of encouragement and affection will suffice, accompanied by a brief and properly prepared instruction about the nature and value of the sacrament. 
What joy each time we get a relative, a colleague, a friend, to receive the sacrament of divine mercy. The same joy is shared in heaven by our Father God and by all the blessed. Part 2. Faith and Confidence in God The Paralytic of Capernaum In the Gospel of today's Mass, St. Mark tells us that Jesus came to Capernaum and that immediately they knew he was in the house. And many were gathered together so that there was no longer room for them, not even about the door. Four friends also went to the house carrying a paralytic, but they could not get near Jesus because of the crowd. Then, perhaps, they managed to find some steps at the back. In some way, they got onto the roof with the paralyzed man. They then removed part of the roof, making a hole in the tiles. Through it, they maneuvered the stretcher on which the palsied man lay. They lowered the stretcher down and left it in the midst before Jesus. Apostolate, particularly the apostolate of confession, is somehow similar. It is to get people to Jesus. Now as then, our Lord does the rest. It is He who does what is really important. The four friends already knew the Master, and their hope was so great that the miracle was worked because of their trust in Him. It is their faith that somehow makes up for or completes that of the paralytic. The Gospel says, When Jesus saw their faith, that is, the friend's faith, he performed the miracle. There is no specific mention of the sick man's faith, but that of the friends is emphasized and dwelt upon. They overcame obstacles which seemed insurmountable, and they had to convince the sick man. Their trust in Jesus must have been very great, because only someone who is himself convinced can convince others. When they reached the house, there were such crowds that it seemed there was nothing they could do on that occasion at least. But they were undaunted. They were able to overcome that obstacle with their decisiveness, their skill, and their concern. What mattered was the meeting between Jesus and their friend. They used all the means within their reach so that this meeting could take place. What a great lesson this is for the apostolate that we as Christians have to do. We too will doubtless meet with resistance, sometimes more, sometimes less. Our mission consists fundamentally in bringing our friends face to face with Christ, leaving them at Jesus' side, and disappearing. No one can transform a soul but God, and only He. Apostolate is, in the order of grace, a supernatural order. Sometimes it may be our fault that others do not come closer to God because they feel unable of their own effort to reach out to him. This paralyzed man, explains St. Thomas, symbolizes the sinner lying in his sin. Just as the paralytic is unable to move, so too is the sinner helpless by himself. Those who carry the man immobilized by his paralysis represent those who, with their advice, lead the sinner towards God. If we trust Christ and often seek His company, 
If we use human initiative as well, we will be able to overcome the obstacles that always present themselves in one way or another in every apostolic undertaking. Our Lord was impressed by the audacity, which was the fruit of great apostolic hope, of those four friends who did not give up at the first sign of difficulty, or defer things till a more opportune occasion might arise. Indeed, they did not know when our Lord would pass that way again or be so close. We can ask ourselves today, in our personal meditation, whether we behave like this towards our friends, relatives, and acquaintances. Have we given up at the first signs of difficulty when we have decided to help them go to confession? That is where our Lord is waiting for them. Part 3. Confession. The Power to Forgive Sins respect, gratitude, and veneration as we approach this sacrament. Jesus looked at the sick man with immense pity. Have faith, my son, he says. Then he spoke some words which astounded everyone. Your sins are forgiven. After David had sinned and he went to throw himself at Nathan's feet, Nathan said to him, Yahweh has forgiven you. It was God who had forgiven him. Nathan did no more than transmit the message which made David recover his joy and see again the meaning of his life. Jesus, however, forgives in his own name. This was a cause of scandal for the scribes who were present. Why does this man speak thus? It is blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God alone? It is quite possible that the paralytic saw his life, all his unworthiness, with special lucidity. Perhaps at that moment he understood, as never before, the need to be clean under that most pure gaze of Jesus, which penetrated with deep compassion to the very depths of his soul. Then he received the grace of forgiveness. It was the reward for having allowed himself to be helped. Straight away he experienced a joy such as he had never before imagined. It is the joy of every contrite and sincere confession. Now his paralysis no longer mattered to him. His soul was clean, and he had found Jesus. Our Lord reads the thoughts of all men, and he wanted to make it very clear to those of us also who, centuries later, would meditate on this scene that he has all power in heaven and on earth, even the power of forgiving sins, because he is God. He demonstrates it by performing the miracle of restoring this man to perfect health. This power of forgiving sins was transmitted by our Lord to his church in the person of the apostles, so that through her priests she could exercise it till the end of time. Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Priests exercise the power of forgiving sins not through any virtue of their own, but in the name of Christ, in persona Christi, as instruments in God's hands. 
Only God can forgive sins, and He has willed to do so by means of the sacrament of penance, through His ministers, who are priests. People around us need urgent instruction on this subject, which will enable them to receive this sacrament with greater love. Let us make good use of today's prayer by thanking our Lord for leaving such immense power to His Church, our Mother. Thank you, Lord, for putting such a great gift so easily within our reach. This time of prayer beside our Lord can also help us to examine what our own confessions are like. Do we prepare them with a careful examination of conscience? Do we stir ourselves to contrition each time we go? Do we go to confession as frequently as we have made up our minds to do? Are we completely sincere with our confessor? Do we strive to put into practice the advice we have received? This very day could be a good time to see in the presence of God which of our relatives, friends, or colleagues we can help prepare a good examination of conscience. Who are the people who most need a word of encouragement in order to prepare to receive this sacrament in readiness for Christmas? In the depths of their souls, they are hoping for it, and God, too, is waiting for them to turn towards this source of His mercy. We must not let them down. It is the greatest present we can give them. Our Mother Mary, Refugium Peccatorium, will have compassion on them and on us. In Conversation with God is based on a seven-book series of the same name. It is produced by Relevant Radio in an exclusive partnership with Scepter Publishers. For more information or to order your own copy of the book, log on to scepterpublishers.org. Scepter is spelled S-C-E-P-T-E-R. That's scepterpublishers.org. This podcast is protected under U.S. copyright laws and is made possible through the generous support of our listeners. To donate, click the Give button on this app right now or visit RelevantRadio.com. Be sure to join us again tomorrow as we continue the conversation.